Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show. And Dayton has won! Dayton has won! All right, champion! Nails it! Nails it! It's the shot clock! He's got it! Presented by Bud Light and live from Frickers on Woodman Drive in Dayton. Tonight's show is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. Frickers. For over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Premier Health is proud to be the official healthcare provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Welcome to Frickers here on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and your home of the Anthony Grant Show. It's our final show of the season. Where did the time go? Oh, my gosh. Here we are on our final uh, show of the season, uh, but the Dayton Flyers heading into the 8-10 championship next week. Uh, 21 and 10 overall. They are 13 and 5 in the A10, and coming off a uh, couple of wins last week. The home finale on Wednesday, a, uh, a decisive route of, of, of LaSalle, and then uh, the win on Saturday night on the road at uh, D- at Duquesne. And, and, and coach, your team's playing good basketball right now. Well, yeah, I, th- I think um, you know, obviously the two wins we got this week, I think we're we're good character wins for us, good, good momentum builders as you head into the postseason. And like we always talk about, this is the best time of the year. You know, when you hit March, that calendar rolls around. You want to be playing your best basketball. I still feel like we can get better as a team. I feel like we're, we still haven't played our best game, but it's certainly good to see our guys be able to go out this past week. And, you know, LaSalle, very, very good uh, challenge for us at home. And actually, the final score didn't indicate how good of a game that was. You know, I think it came down to the last six or eight minutes before we were able to really open the open the game up. And then obviously the other day to be able to go on the road, uh, you know, in a hostile environment like that and be able to come out with the win against a good team, really proud of the effort that our guys gave us. You know, good point that the 70-39 final over LaSalle was not indicative of really who they are. Because, I mean, you beat them pretty good, but that's not how bad they are. They come around, win a game on Saturday, and they're a team that could make a little noise in uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah, I think you go back and look at the game. It was a five-point game with about 12 to play. Uh, you look at it, I think at the under eight, we were up maybe 10 to 12 points. And then the last six minutes, we really opened the game up. So uh, they're a good team. They're, they're, they're hard out. And, you know, like we talked about all year, you know, as we head into this this tournament, you know, you got a, a lot of good matchups, a lot of good competition. So, you know, we like I told our guys today, we just got to make sure that we take care of ourselves with our preparation this week and our mindset. And, you know, uh, I think everybody's excited about uh, the upcoming opportunity here in Brooklyn. Let's head into that LaSalle game, though, because a week ago you and I were sitting here coming off one of the more disappointing games of the year. Let's be honest. Uh, you you lost a game to Rhode Island, which was a, a game that you would put in the, well, we should have won that column. But you bounced back and you played well. And, 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 and the thing is, it's not playing well so much as did you get the type of focus that you wanted in that game on Wednesday? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously you're always disappointed anytime you come off a loss, especially at home, you know. Uh, but that's, you know, again, indicative of not only – you know, our mindset and, our, and our, our readiness to play, which obviously I felt like we weren't where we needed to be, but you got to give Rhode Island credit. You know, they came in and they, they did the things that we knew they were capable of doing. Two weeks earlier, you know, we were able to be locked in and focused and understood how difficult it would be to go in their building and win. You know, and that, that takes a level of maturity when you win by as much as we did the, the first time we played them to come back and understand that it's not always it's not going to be that easy. It's not going to just be given to you that you got to work every day. And that's something I think our team over the course of the season, you want to see a team grow and mature to that to that point. And, you know, you lose a, a, a two point game in overtime to, to Rhode Island and and uh, it hurt, you know. And so I wanted to see our guys come back and and have the focus and the, and the understanding of, of what was at stake and what we had an opportunity to do. So I thought, you know, we responded well. I thought, uh, you know, like I said, the 
LaSalle game, I knew going in was going to be a battle. And uh, it was, you know, for about 34 minutes. And I think uh, the last six minutes we opened it up. And it was good to see our guys have the, the toughness and the discipline uh, to withstand, you know, their runs. And like we talked about, it wasn't a great offensive performance, especially in that first half. But in the second half, we were able to, to uh, continue to guard at a high level. And then we got some consistency from an offensive standpoint to open the game up. So you get the win over LaSalle, and, and decisively so, and that takes you into uh, your your regular season finale on the road at Duquesne. And there's a lot of things that are already locked up. One could say, not us, no fans here, not you certainly, that there was nothing to play for in that game. But I saw a an intensity that lingered into that game. At Duquesne. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's great to see because that's, that's what you want to build over the course of a season is that competitive nature that, you know, when you line up against someone else, you go out and you compete, you know, and uh, uh, there's always something to play for. There's always, uh, you know, an opportunity. Uh, you know, we had the third seed uh, pretty much locked up uh, going into the game. But, you know, you want to be able to get momentum as you head into uh, Brooklyn, as you head into the postseason uh, you want to have momentum on your side. You want to be playing well. And I thought it was really important for our guys to understand that. And they did a great job of of, uh, of taking advantage of that opportunity and, and being in the moment, not looking ahead and, and uh, just staying current, being where they, their feet were. And I, I was really proud of the effort. It wasn't pretty, but it was gritty. And the Dayton Flyers came out with the win, 78-67 over Duquesne on Saturday in the regular season finale. Now we've got the postseason ahead of us, folks. It's time to focus on the A-10 championship in Brooklyn. We'll do just that as we continue the Anthony Grant Show. It's live here at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Bud Light? Just check the packaging. We brew with hops, barley, water, and rice. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Coors Light? You can't check the packaging. You have to go to their website, download a PDF, and scroll to page three. There it is. Coors Light brews with hop extract, barley, water, and corn syrup. Bud Light, brewed with no corn syrup. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer AB St. Louis, Missouri. Based on information available at MillerCourse.com as of January 16, 2019. It's fan freaking tastic Six ribs in a basket, baby! It's freaking madness time again! Enjoy six pork-backed ribs in a basket for only $7.99 for a limited time only! Catch every game broadcast as college basketball marches to the national championship! Frickers also offers 64 ounces of ice-cold domestic draft beer pitchers for only $7.50! It's fan freaking tastic Six ribs in a basket, baby! For a limited time only, and only at Frickers, baby! Adults 50 years or better. Spring registration for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton is now open. Registering for as many seminars as you would like brings a customized, fun, and intellectually stimulating experience for all. This spring, enjoy seminars such as Ethics in the Book of Revelation, Weekend Gardener Series, Migration of Birds in Ohio, Go Fly a Kite, and more. Some seminars do fill up, so call now to secure your seat. 229-2347. That's 229-2347. Maytag and Logan Master Appliance will help you stand up to messes with a Maytag brand kitchen suite that's engineered to resist fingerprints. So stainless steel keeps looking stainless. The easy to clean, fingerprint resistant stainless steel finish keeps your kitchen looking as good on the outside as it works on the inside. See store for full details and qualified models. Logan Master Appliance. When service matters, call the masters. Life happens. At McAfee, we make it easier for you by offering lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, never a charge for maintenance or filters, and when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Learn more at mcair.com. Any season, anytime, McAfee. At McAfee, we believe in supporting and reinvesting in our community. Through scholarships, local charities, and even on the sports fields, 
we're always working with you in mind. Any season, any time, McAfee. Own an Amazon Echo. Remember, you don't need to be near a radio to listen to us. Simply ask Alexa to play WHIO and get the latest local news, local weather, and local traffic from AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And mostly clear skies as we head into the evening hours. Temperatures are going to be in the 30s with a slight little breeze from time to time. Might make it feel a little cooler. Overnight, we'll drop into the mid-20s with clear skies, dry conditions. I'm meteorologist Dante Jones on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Trickers on Woodman Drive. The sun's still up. Oh, yeah, they changed the, they changed the time over the weekend. Uh, and it's the final edition of the Anthony Grant Show. Uh, we do this every Monday night uh, during the Dayton Flyer basketball season, but Dayton Flyer basketball season has come to an end. Just the postseason is ahead of us so with a... Uh, the uh, A-10 championship game coming up on Friday night at 8.30 against either St. Louis or the winner of St. Louis versus Richmond and Fordham. At any rate, Dayton playing at 8.30 on uh, Friday night. We'll have it for you here on the Home of the Flyers. We are here at the Anthony Grant Show, and uh, Sean is at the Bud Light Mike, Step on up. You got a question for Coach? Coach, first I want to say congratulations on a great season so far. Appreciate it. Thank you. That, congratulations. That win Saturday was great. There were several of us uh, over there in Pittsburgh. Felt like we had a home crowd. It was nice. It was but, a great crowd. Yes. It was great to hear the Let's Go UD chance yes. going on. That was fun. That, that was a fun. I don't think I was ever so close to the bench. It was like, it was like we had great seats. Loved it. But uh, Great season. And uh, question, uh, since you, know, you could play any one of three teams, how, how, how challenging is that and how do you approach your practices not knowing – you know, because they could have all different styles of play. How yeah. do you approach that? When yeah, you're... well, it, it, that's a great question. You know, we, we'll play a familiar opponent. We'll play someone that we've played before. Yeah. Uh, but right now, the focus is just on us. You know, we get a chance just to focus on us and, and uh, you know, make sure, number one, that, you know, we keep our guys fresh. You know, our plan is to play three games in three days. So we got to keep our guys fresh. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we're sharp. So we'll just worry about us. Uh, we've got uh, you know a couple of days here uh, just to make sure that that you know any nicks or bumps and bruises that we have get taken care of, and we can just focus on what we need to what we need to do from an offensive standpoint, and then defensively make sure we're we're, we're locked in to, to to what we're doing no matter who we play. So we'll find out, I guess, sometime Thursday night, yeah. you know, who we play. Obviously, it could be any of three teams right now, but. You know, our focus for the rest of the week will be strictly on us and what we need to do. All right. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Sean. You know, back in October, uh, the A-10 coaches gathered in Brooklyn where the, the uh, championship will be. And if I was to go to each coach individually at that meeting, would their goal have been to be a top four seed in the tournament this week? I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. I think, um, you know, it's been a consistent theme since the preseason that, that this year in, in our league, anything could happen. It could, you know, obviously you, you, you pick your preseason teams, but, you know, I always say that, that it's meaningless, you know, who, who's picked where in the, in the preseason. I don't think any more so than this year that it, that it really was. So uh, I think uh, obviously the goal is to put yourself in a position where you, you, you could, you, could uh, you know, get that double buy and, have, uh, you know, the opportunity to, to, to win a championship in three days. You know, Dayton will play three games in three days, beginning with uh, Friday against the winner of the St. Louis game on Thursday against the winner of a game between UMass and Fordham. And in your team right now, I, I, I hate to even bring this up. I got to knock on wood or anything I can find. You're pretty healthy. <laughs> Well, you know, knock on wood, yeah, you know, we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're I mean, going to stay healthy, you know, and that's, uh, that's a, daily, a daily challenge, you know, and uh, obviously we, we, you know, had the injury bug hit us early, early this year, you know, with the loss of Jerry, and, you know, we've had some guys with some, some bumps and bruises throughout that have played through stuff. Obviously, Trey missed the game against VCU. Uh, 
uh, didn't know when we'd get him back. And, you know, uh, his toughness and his will to be out there with his teammates probably brought him back than most quicker than most guys would have been back. Uh, so we've been, you know, relatively fortunate to, to be healthy. And, you know, uh, our trainer, our strength coach, everybody, our medical staff, they do an unbelievable job. Uh, you know, so it's a, you know, it's it, a team it, effort. And, it, you know, it's, 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 it's not, a, yeah, I mean, it's not just lucky because, you know, you've got guys and you mentioned, uh, you know, your, your, your trainer, your, your strength coach, they're being proactive right. to make sure that we're not having this conversation. Yeah, well, we got a few more days before we play again, so hopefully we can stay healthy and make sure that we're, we're all hands on deck and ready to go come Friday. I talked to you right after the game on uh, Saturday, and, and obviously it was a great feeling. Wrapping up the year, 21 wins, 13 conference wins, seven conference wins on the road, which matches a, uh, a school record in the A-10. Have you allowed yourself to just go <sighs> exhale and say, okay, we did something? You know, a- after the game against Duquesne, I, you know, I had that feeling. I was really proud of, the, of our guys' ability to come in and be able to, to go and, and, and get another road win, to be able to tie a school record for road wins and – you know, especially coming off last year where you get one win away from home, you know, and, and to, to see the growth of our team and, and then just to see the way we went out and competed uh, in the final regular season game as we, you know, as we get ready to go to Brooklyn, uh, knowing that, um, you know, we had locked up a, thir- a third seed, a double bye in the tournament to see our guys go out and compete the way we did. I thought it was a good finish because I felt like it gave us momentum as we're heading into this preparation for the tournament. Why do you think this team has been so successful on the road? Uh, I, th- I think, like we talked about early in the year, I think from from the time this team came together, I think they really enjoy each other. I think they I think they enjoy playing together. I think they enjoy being around each other. I think they support each other. Um, and they 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 uh, they have a chemistry that I think uh, every every good team needs to have, and I think that's a big reason why we've been able. to to, to, to play well and play together. I think it's been palpable this year. and It, it was there the very first I mean, capital, which seems a thousand years ago, but in some ways it seems like it was yesterday. Uh, I think Dayton fans picked up on the fact of something that you saw and then I saw and then everyone has seen that these guys, they, they, they just like each other. Mm-hmm. They, it's palpable. They play for each other and it's manifested itself in many ways and before the um, the Duquesne game, you and I talked about the uh, the home finale, and I, I, I think it bears repeating. Um, you're winning this game against LaSalle. You are winning this game, okay? Your team has been unselfish all year. That's just how you play on offense and defense. But I saw not just unselfish play. I saw selfless play, meaning that – Guys were just – they weren't thinking about themselves. They were thinking about teammates. I saw the way guys were feeding Josh Cunningham to get him get him something on his senior day. And then the final minute in the play in which five different guys touched the ball before Jack Westerfield hits his three-pointer, which ignites the crowd. Yeah. I mean – the and and I didn't see you hold up a sign or call out a play from the bench saying, "Here's what I want you to do." These guys innately did that. Yeah, no, it, it, you're right. I think the the play that epitomizes it was was that last play. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we took Josh out, and you know, Jack came in and got a chance to you know go through that 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 last opportunity to be on on his home court as a senior. And, uh, you know, right when the play started, Trey came over to me and says, Coach, we're, we're going to get him a shot. You know, just don't, don't get me. We're going to get him a shot. And so if you remember the play, uh, Jack drives the ball, and he tries to get a layup and missed the rim. And if you remember what happened, it would, you would have thought it was, you know, a tie game and we needed that possession. Trey came out of nowhere and jumped over like two or three of their guys, grabbed the rebound, threw it back out to Cam, and without a thought, Cam fired it right to the corner to, to Jack. And before Jack ever let the ball go, Cam was jumping up and down, yelling a three before it went up, and the whole bench, everybody. So, 
you know, I think it's it's uh, you're right. I think it's indicative of a team that that cares about each other, that enjoys each other, and just to see that response of everybody, you know, when when he let the shot go, and especially when it went in, I think it shows a respect level that our guys have for for our seniors and a the love they have for him as well. Great moment for Jack, and I tell you what, Cam, maybe assist of the year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, you preach moving the ball quick. Yeah. I tell you, his, yeah. the, wasn't a thought. Just I mean, boom, boom, right to boom. him. It was right. It was right there. And, and it's, I just speaks volumes about about your guys and just how they, you know, they buy into that whole concept of of what it means to be a teammate and, and, and what it means to make plays. Because, like I said, I didn't see guys thinking. I didn't. There was no thought. It was yeah. innate. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that'll play big here in the postseason. You know, I think we've. The other day against Duquesne, I think we finished the game with 19 assists. I think from start to finish, we, we've led the league in, in assists. And, and uh, you know, when we, when we move the ball and share it, you know, we're, we're really good offensively. And I think uh, over the course of the season, I've seen us get better on the defensive end. You know, and I think we're, we're playing really good basketball there. And I think the guys are understanding, you know, how they can help each other on the defensive end. You mentioned earlier, uh, you know, you need to be unselfish defensively as well in terms of putting yourself in position to help your teammates and thinking to play ahead and doing your job. And, and that takes a level of focus and a desire to, to, to help your teammates. And I think that's an area for us that I challenged our team at the beginning of the year that we needed, we needed to grow in. And uh, I, think we, I think we've had a lot of growth. Uh, told the guys today, you know, our challenge, we were off last year's team. I think we came into the year uh, – it, it, there's a uh, Ken Palm ratings that they yeah, rate yeah, your yeah. Uh, your offense and your defense, and we were 238th defensively last year. Okay, and we improved. I think the latest ratings not where we want to end up, but we were a hundredth, so 138 point improvement wow. from one season to the next. And I think you know our guys are. They're understanding it. They're they're buying into it, and they see that that you got to be able to do that in order to be able to win games, especially uh, here in the postseason. That'll be really important. It's not done yet. Dayton with a lot of basketball ahead of them, and it starts on Friday at eight thirty. The opponent, well, that's yet to be determined. It'll either be St. Louis or Richmond or Fordham. They're going to play on Wednesday. That winner will play St. Louis on Thursday. Dayton awaits that winner on Friday. We continue. It is the Anthony Grant Show. We are live here at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 7.30. I'm John Tisdell. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. A Springboro teacher has been placed on leave while police investigate possible misconduct. A government building in Miamisburg might be in need of renovation. In our top story, we continue to learn new information about a fatal crash involving an RTA bus in Trotwood. Seasonably cool to start the work week with sunshine on Tuesday, but by mid to late week, we're looking at spring-like temperatures again. With Storm Center 7 meteorologist Dante Jones, my forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO triple team traffic continue to have uh, very good driving conditions on the freeway uh, here. If you're traveling southbound 75 coming from the Miami County, Montgomery County line, that 12 mile drive to US 35 will take about 12 minutes. Do have a report of a tree down in German Township. It's on South Preble County line road and Oxford Road and crews on scene of an earlier crash in Dayton. It's on Superior Avenue and St. Agnes Avenue. Our top story, we continue to work We continue to work to learn new information about a fatal crash in Troutwood. Troutwood crews say a car was speeding away from one of its officers before crashing into an RTA bus last night that left two people dead, seven others injured. The car's driver is in the hospital and accused of speeding away from Troutwood police minutes earlier. RTA's executive director said the car was going 100 miles an hour when the crash happened. WHO's John Bedell with team coverage. Right now we are working to get answers from police about why they tried to pull over that car to begin with and ask 
asking if the chase was necessary. Now to Springboro, where we've learned that a physical education teacher in, in that school has been placed on leave while police investigate possible misconduct. We're told in a letter sent from Springboro schools to parents that the allegation may implicate the unprofessional conduct by the teacher. We've learned the investigation involves a PE teacher for the first and sixth grade at both Clear Creek Elementary and Springboro Intermediate Schools this year. Springboro police uh, say they are investigating the allegation. Now to Preble County, where a male suspect is now in custody after an eight-hour standoff with the Preble County Sheriff's Office inside a house in the 10,000 block of Gratis Jacksonburg Road. We were able to uh, extricate him from the house uh, after they deployed uh, several rounds of uh, gas into the house. So uh, he's in custody, uh, no one injured. Preble County Sheriff Mike Simpson says the suspect's name has not been released. We've learned a woman and child were able to escape unharmed. Now to Green County, a Green County defense contractor secures an $18.5 million contract with the Air Force. Peerless Technologies of Fairborn getting the nod for an integrated services contract for engineering and technical support services to the Gravity Systems Program. That's uh, WHIO's Jason Michaels with Team Cover. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. One Miami Valley government building may be in need of a renovation. The Miamisburg Civic Center is in violation of the Ohio Building Code, according to a consultant's report. Among the violations listed, the Civic Center lacks proper fire suppression, does not comply with the Americans with Disabilities Act, and fails to meet current energy codes. WHIO's Ron Otto says the 42,000-square-foot building on North 1st Street serves as the city's main government facility. And now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 meteorologist Dante Jones. This evening will call for partly to mostly clear skies. Temperatures in the 30s. You still want to grab the coat, though, if you're headed out. But we're nice for this time of year. Tonight, cold and clear and quiet. We'll dip into the mid-20s overnight. Tomorrow, similar day in store. Plenty of sunshine. Temperatures in the upper 40s to near 50. I'm meteorologist Dante Jones on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is clear. Currently, we have got 37 degrees in Pickwell. We've got 43 degrees in Springfield, 44 degrees in Dayton at 734. I'm John Tisdell, WHIO Continuing News. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. For over three years, I've been telling you about the amazing pillows made by MyPillow. Well, their creator, Mike Lindell, is a sleep genius. He has come up now with another way that you're going to get the best sleep of your life, the Giza Dreams bed sheets. He started using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region near the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft, breathable, and extremely durable. Now, the Giza sheet set also includes two full 21-inch wide pillowcases that'll fit over your MyPillow and deep pocket sheets that'll fit over any mattress. Now, the first night you sleep on these sheets, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. I know. Well, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Giza Dream Sheet Special, use the promo code WHIO, and you'll get 30% off and free shipping. That's right, 30% off free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code WHIO, and start sleeping better with the Giza Dreams bed sheets. And watching all of this from the sky, let's go back to Mark Bowern and the WHIO Air Scouts. Thanks, Charlie. Not much change since we talked to you last, uh, just a few minutes ago. The uh, fire appears to be burning a little more uh, severe now. Those call letters are something else. Those are those are heritage call letters. When people think of, of radio, they think of WHIO. When I was in school growing up in this community, I mean, everybody listened to WHIO and everybody watched WHIO TV. This has been WHIO as long as I've known it, and I think that because of that, that, along with the commitment the radio station has made to news, I still teach. And I and I point to the fact that uh, a lot of stations, most stations, news went out the door years ago. This is a station that takes news seriously. 1290. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, your home of the Anthony Grant Show. Our final time this Flyer basketball season as Dayton has wrapped up the regular season, now 21-10. and 10. 
13 and 5 in the Atlantic 10, the uh, third place team, the number three seed in the A-10 tournament. A game coming up on Friday night at 8:30 against the winner of a game on Thursday between St. Louis and the winner of a Wednesday game between Fordham and Richmond. So Dayton's got it right now, kind of prepared for three teams moving forward. We'll talk about that coming up. But you know what? Uh, I, I can't. I, shame on me. That here we are, we're halfway through the show, and I failed to mention that Obi Toppin has been named the Atlantic 10 Rookie of the Week for the seventh time this season. Tomorrow, the uh, the A10 awards will come out uh, for Player of the Year, uh, All Conference Rookie of the Year, Defensive Off uh, Rookies teams, and. I think it's a little anticlimactic. I, I, I got a real strong feeling that Obi Toppin might be the rookie of the year in the A-10, Coach. <laughs> well, I think Obi's had a great year, you know, and uh, a lot of good freshmen, a lot of good players in the league. And I think Obi would be the first to tell you, you know, uh, that a lot of what he's been able to do is because he's got really good teammates that enjoy playing with each other. And, you know, he's a guy that I think is, uh, has really benefited uh, from having that year last year. You know, just to, to watch and learn. And then, uh, you know, just what he's been able to do physically. Uh, you know, I'm really, really, uh, really happy for him in terms of his development and the opportunity that uh, he was able to take advantage of. A year ago at this time, I had folks asking me about Obi because they saw him on the bench cheerleading and what have you. And they said, okay, what's this guy like? And I'd seen him in practice. And I described Obi as athletic, energetic, and coachable. That's a great start, isn't it? Those are great qualities to have. Those are great qualities to have for all the young people out there listening. You just described what every coach would tell you could be a really good player. And he's done just that. I mean, he's been athletic, he's been energetic, but maybe most important of all, he's been coachable. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's great. And, uh, great kid, great kid. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously our, our focus as a team is on you know, trying to win championships, but it's always good when you can get, you know, the recognition. And for him to be seven times uh, seven rookie times. of the week, that that's a uh, that's a great accomplishment. And hopefully, uh, you know, that's something that all, all of our guys will be proud of. All right, uh, we'll be hearing about uh, the other uh, conference awards coming out uh, for the season awards that will be coming out tomorrow. As far as the uh, first, second, and third team all conference, uh, all rookie team, rookie of the year defensive uh, team, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, all of that, that's coming out later this week. And then, of course, uh, the championship coming up uh, in Brooklyn. Tom is at the Bud Light. Mike, Tom, step on up. you got a question for Coach. Yeah, hi, hi Coach and, and Larry. Uh, you know, on a nightly basis, there's about six times more people at the UD Arena than there is in St. Henry, Ohio. And... <laughs> <laughs> there, there might there might be more bovines in St. Henry, Ohio than than there are people, but but uh, uh, I mean, not a flashy guy, but a guy that just always does his job. My my wife cringes when he puts his mouth protector behind his ear. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you you gotta love Ryan Mikesell. Yeah, I think Ryan. You know, as you mentioned. You know, is, is a guy that's, you know, very, very reliable in terms of a guy that knows, uh, you know, who he is, uh, takes advantage of the opportunities that he has and uh, affects the game in a lot of ways that, you know, a lot of times we look at a stat sheet to try to determine who played well. You know, to me, nightly, I can rely on Ryan to understand his defensive assignment, to understand what we're trying to do. Uh, from a uh, schematic standpoint to put us in the best position to be successful. And uh, is a guy that, uh, you know, as a coach, you, you want a guy out there that, that can be an extension of, of, of you and your staff in terms of understanding what you have to do to win games. And, and Ryan's been, been unbelievable with that all year long, and I think his teammates feed off of that. And, and uh, you know, it's great to see him go out and be able to have the success. And, again, I, I have to continue to mention – you know, for a guy that, that had the adversity that he had uh, having to miss last year with the double hip surgery and to be able to come back uh, the way he has and, you know, to be able to, to, to be there 
every night for our guys, every practice. It's, it's really, you know, it speaks volumes of who he is and the work that he's put in to get to this. So no one deserves, uh, you know, to have success more than him because of the sacrifice and the work that he's put in. One other question, Coach. Three games in three days and eight guys or seven guys or whatever we, we, we're playing with, can we, can we pull that off? Well, you know, I think uh, sometime in November we went out to uh, uh, the Bahamas and played three games in three days and didn't get the final results we wanted. But I think, you know, it wasn't for a lack of effort. It wasn't, wasn't for, uh, you know, a lack of fight. So I think our guys have been there before. And uh, we'll certainly try to feed off of that experience and, and know that we're capable of doing that. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get different results and be able to come home with the championship. Th thanks, Coach. Yep. I want to follow up on what uh, what Tom said about uh, Ryan Mikesell. And, and, and it's easy to say, okay, Ryan does intangible things that, you know, don't show up on a stat sheet. His stats are really good. <laughs> yeah. He's shooting 50% from the field. 80% from the line, 34% from three, averaging over five rebounds a game, a two-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio, and he's second on your team in block shots. Yeah, no, his stats are certainly great, but I, I guess my point is, is, you know, we can all look at that, but the thing as a coach, sometimes you can get misled just by pure numbers, and then you watch film and you see a guy that's in the right position uh, to, to, to take away something easy for the other team or – when that ball's bouncing around and somebody's going to come up with that 50-50 ball, whose nose is in there first getting it. And to me, those are winning plays. And at the end of the day, uh, like the other day against uh, Duquesne, and we, I showed the team this today, uh, it's late in the game. I think we're, we've got like a eight-point lead with about four to play. Coming out of a timeout, we run a play, and they trap Jalen. Surprise trap, and they, they send a guy uh, – to uh, Josh, who was going to be uh, the outlet pass, they send the guy and rotate to him. Instinctively, Ryan flashed to the ball and gave Jalen an outlet. Uh, they trapped him. He was able to escape the trap and hit Dwayne in the middle of the floor. Extra pass came out. Jalen, ball gets back to Jalen. He drives it, throws it to Ryan. He instinctively throws it to Dwayne, and Dwayne goes in and makes a play, makes a layup that, that you know was a demoralizing uh, play for them, but the play was made because Ryan had the awareness to make himself available when Jalen got trapped. That wasn't what the play called for, but he had the awareness that my teammate needs me to be open to help him get open or to help him make a play, and he was available for him. Like those plays to me are the ones that don't show up in the stat sheet. Dwayne got credit for the for the two points, but without Ryan's awareness, the play never happens. And we had talked about this a couple of times already this year. I'll repeat it again. That year he sat out and he watched. I think it's paying dividends because he sees things like that, that maybe a guy who was just going out and playing may not have seen. Yeah. Well, I think it always helps. You know, most of the time, former players – We'll, we'll tell you, uh, having this conversation with Ricardo Greer, says, man, coach, I, I wish when I was playing that I, I would have, you know, watched film like I do now as a coach. Goes, I would have been unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan's had the benefit of a year of just learning the game and seeing the game from a different perspective. So I think it certainly uh, it has benefited him. All right. We got uh, some basketball to play yet. Dayton, uh, heading to uh, – Brooklyn later this week for the A-10 championship. A first-round matchup on Friday night, an opponent yet to be determined. But we'll talk about it when we continue. It's the Anthony Grant Show, our final edition, live from Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know the top stories we're following this hour. We've learned one of the teens killed in a fatal crash in Trotwood last night was a student at Trotwood Madison High School. The White House has released the president's budget for 2020. And a male suspect is now in custody after an eight-hour standoff in Preble County with police. You never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm John Tisdale, WHIO Continuing News. Hello, Brooklyn. 
the Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship returns to the bright lights of Barclays Center. Join your team for five days of tournament madness, March 13th through 17th at the iconic Brooklyn Arena. Purchase tickets now at the ticket office of your favorite A-10 institution, at Barclays Center box office, barclayscenter.com, ticketmaster.com, or by calling Ticketmaster at 800-745-3000. Come to Brooklyn and cheer your team to a title in the NCAA tournament. Did you know that in Dayton there is a financial and strategic advisory firm that provides both advice and execution for their clients? It's true, and they're in their second decade of serving the Miami Valley. They are MLA Companies, and you can find out more about them at mlacompanies.com or by calling 937-222-3622. Make sure to ask about their trademark value implementation process. MLA Companies. Financial wisdom. Transformative action trusted advisors. Adults 50 years or better. Spring registration for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton is now open. Registering for as many seminars as you would like brings a customized, fun, and intellectually stimulating experience for all. This spring, enjoy seminars such as Art Appreciation 101, Why and How to Love Art, Myth and Man, The Real Martin Luther King Jr., A History of the Beatles Part 1, and more. Some seminars do fill up, so call now to secure your seat. 229-2347. That's 229- 229-2347. I love hearing about the weather. It keeps me updated accurately. More in-depth and truthful. We heard from you, WHIO listeners, and we are not slowing down as we continue to bring you news that affects you in the Miami Valley. You have told us how important breaking local news, weather, and traffic is to you, and we will continue to provide the latest 24-7. You can trust me, Larry Hanskin, host of Miami Valley's Morning News and the Voice of the Flyers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. I've been here for over 37 years, and I'd like to think I've earned your trust. Partly to mostly clear skies as we head into the evening hours. Temperatures are going to be in the 30s with a slight little breeze from time to time. Might make it feel a little cooler. Overnight, we'll drop into the mid-20s with clear skies, dry conditions. I'm meteorologist Dante Jones on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. My, where did the time go? We sat here in November, and uh, we talked about a Dayton basketball season that would be, and now we sit here in March, and the Dayton basketball regular season has come to a close. A 21-10 mark, 13-5 in the Atlantic 10 Sole possession of third place, third seed in the A-10 championship uh, coming up this week uh, in Brooklyn. And, um, you know, whether or not this team exceeded, met, or failed to meet expectations, I don't really care, okay? Uh, All I know is that uh, they've got a chance to play for a championship this week, and they have done some uh, amazing things throughout the course of this season. Uh, road Warriors, Road Warriors, seven conference road wins, Coach. That ties the school record. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Guys did a great job of, of being being ready to go on the road, and and uh, you know, like I said the other day, it was it was great to see, uh, you know, with third place locked up for us to go out and finish finish the job like we did at Duquesne. Double by in the A10 tournament, which means Dayton has to play three games in three days in order to win the A10 championship and get the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. But that's a heck of a lot easier than having to do four games in four days. And I, like, like, like we said earlier, I think everyone's uh, goal in the A-10, top to bottom, all 14 coaches would like to be in your shoes right now. Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, we're fortunate, you know, that we played our way there. We, we had to earn it, you know. And I think right now as we head into this, this tournament, I tell you what, there, there's, there'll be a lot of good matchups. So, I know we will have a lot of Flyer fans going out there to, to, to Brooklyn to support us. And, you know, those watching at home, I think it will be some really, really good basketball games over the course of really starting on Wednesday. It will be some, some really, really competitive games. And, and uh, you know, this is, this is uh, I think, a, a great opportunity, you know, not only for us but for a lot of teams. And we just got to make sure that we take care of ourselves. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot because uh, you, as a coach, you have to submit to the other coaches in the Atlantic 10 uh, nominations for all-league consideration, all-rookie consideration, all-defensive team consideration. Um, 
Beth Flack, your academic advisor, she takes care of the academic stuff as far as uh, who will be the scholar athletes in the league. Um, who who did you put up for who did you put up for all league honors? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, full disclosure. Yeah. I'm probably not the person that you should be asking that. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, and, and the way it works is that uh, coaches put up, or their staffs, put up the, uh, the, uh, the nominations, and uh, everyone else in the league can vote, but you can't vote for your own guys. And, and I have long held, I mean, no one listens to me, but I would ask any coach in the Atlantic 10 that when you try to decide uh, on these honors that you take a real hard look at what you did during preparation for a game. And if, if there was a guy that you felt like you had to really prepare for, he probably deserves all conference honors. Uh, if, if, if it required practice time and things like that, then that would be a justification. Not, don't look at the stats. Don't look at anything else. Look at what it, what it did to impact you as a coach. And I would love for everyone to use that as the criteria uh, to picking all-conference honors. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's tough because I, I don't know one game we played this year where I didn't feel like somebody, you know, on the other team was maybe the best player we played all year. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, that, that's a tribute to, to, to our league. I think we've got some good talent. Obviously, uh, you know, this is a year where, you know, with the talent we have, you, you don't really see a team – that's senior dominated. Most of the league is, is with young guys. So I think the future is really bright in our league. And, and uh, you know, I think, um, you know, you've got so many, so many guys that, that really uh, were, were really outstanding for their team. Another, that's part of the criteria in terms of your preparation and you see what, what they mean to their team. But the other part is, is guys that impact winning. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know, you look at the, at the results and, you know, you see where teams are and, and uh, you know, certain guys stand out in terms of the impact they have on their team's ability to win games. And to me, those are the ones to me that I, I, I think uh, deserve an extra measure of recognition and, uh, and awareness. You know, you've got uh, some great seniors in this league. It's not a senior-dominated league, but you look at Javon Bess at St. Louis, a guy that will probably be a first-team all-conference selection, could be a player of the year candidate. Um, um, you've you've also got a, senior, just got a couple of guys. Uh, Courtney Stockard, uh, a senior there, who's who's really played well. I mean, he'll he'll be all conference, and and you know, St. Bonaventure has actually got a, a trio of seniors, and they've got more seniors that are impacting their lineup than anyone else in the league. Because you know, for the most part, it's a you know, we went to Duquesne on Saturday. Their senior ceremony was a really short one. Uh, it was, I mean, it was, wow. It was, it was a, uh, a manager and, and they had a walk on and that was it. And it was over before everyone even blinked. Um, and, and that's the case up and down the league. And I mean, this is a very young league this year. It in the is, A-10. it is, it is, you know, but Dayton heading into this game against, um, a team yet to be determined. You've got a couple of days here. I mean, obviously you want to give the guys some, some rest. Um, so is the preparation between now and say, Wednesday or even Thursday just focus on Dayton that's all it is that's all it is for us right now you know we'll you know we'll uh we get a chance to to work on some things from an offensive standpoint that we need to to shore up you know obviously we don't know who our opponent is so what we do from uh a man-to-man -man perspective we'll see we could potentially see you know in, in Richmond and Fordham you have teams that you know, play different variations of zone defense. St. Louis is a team that could, you know, I think like we talked about the last time we played them, I think we saw every defense yeah. that's ever been created in the one game that we played them. Uh, but uh, they, they have a, a very diverse uh, set of defenses that they can throw at you. So we get a chance this week to make sure our guys understand what we're doing, no matter whether it's man, zone, no matter what we're doing, we get a chance to work on uh, in the game situations, special situations are are underneath out of bounds, side out of bounds actions that we get a chance to make sure we know what we're doing, and uh, you know because obviously you want to prepare for the game that's in front of you, but you know our, again uh, we begin with the end in mind. We want to be playing for a championship, so you know who we who we would play on Saturday. There's no 
you know, not a whole lot of preparation time in between games. There's and then who you play on Sunday. So, you know, this week is a chance to make sure that that we touch a lot of different things on the court in terms of stuff that we already have in. We don't need to reinvent the wheel, but make sure that we understand what we're doing because we don't have that one or two day prep uh, of knowing who we're playing and what we have to prepare for. Is it too simplistic to say that this week you want to be somebody else's problem as opposed to trying to respond to a problem they may bring you? That's a great way to put it. That's exactly right. And I think you do that by making sure that, that you're, you're playing your best, that your guys are mentally locked into the task at hand and they understand here, here's what we're walking into uh, from day one, you know, and, uh, you know, Friday at 8.30 p.m., you know, the ball will be tipped and we need to be at our best come that time. We can go up and down the lineup and the contributions that are being made by individuals on your team, but I don't want to close the show out tonight without uh, tipping my hat to Trey Landers because this guy's playing hurt, okay? Um, and, and, and what he is doing is remarkable yeah you know and and we we don't have enough time in the in the show you know Trey Trey's been through a lot this year uh obviously the injury uh but Trey's been through a lot this year and you know uh I'm really proud of him the way that he's been able to keep his focus and uh uh be able to rely on on the relationships that he has with his teammates uh with his family um you know, he's, he's been through a lot this year, and I think it shows the type of character and heart and, uh, and love he has. Um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a warrior. He's, uh, he, he truly is, and, and uh, just really proud of the effort that, uh, and the focus that he's been able to maintain in spite of all everything else going on around him. There's a lot of forever flyers on this team. Trey Landers is one of them, I guarantee you that. And he and the rest of his comrades will be going to battle on eight, at 8.30 on Friday night. The opponent doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. they got to play the flyers, okay? It'll be either St. Louis or Richmond or Fordham at any rate. We'll have all the action for you beginning with uh, pregame coverage beginning at 8 on Friday night and all the games throughout the weekend here in the A-10 Championship right here on the home of the Flyers. Thanks for everyone who came out all season long here to yes, Brickers thank you very much. on Woodman Drive. Thanks to our engineer producer, Griff Getz. Thanks to the coach, Anthony Grant. I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everyone, and go Flyers. Go Flyers. downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.